week on the Erotic Awakening podcast, random sex with strangers, garlicky breast, and webmaster. BDSM and non-standard relationships. Power exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As, as well, well as simply fun kink. You'll find shows on these topics and all things Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Stop listening when? Right now. Hi, Dawn. <laughs> Hi, Dan. Did you know that the website was perfectly good the way it was? I noticed that. I thought it was perfectly good. I rebuilt that damn thing anyway. I know. You're always rebuilding it, and it always turns out wonderful. Well, thank you very much. If you are a listener to the Erotic Awakening podcast, feel free to head over to eroticawakening.com and poke at that website. Tell me if you see any bad links or anything that needs uh, cleaning up. I think it's pretty spiffy. But you are the listeners, and listeners are well known for being podcast uh, website <laughs> enthusiasts, maybe? Yes. Anyway, hi, Don. Hi, Dan. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about uh, a really interesting topic. So we have an interview coming up with someone who came to the open house at the space. Mm-hmm. And they said they were into MMF, male, male, female stuff. Right. So I said, well, that's pretty damned interesting. Let's get you on the podcast. And I just brought them back into the office and we had a little interview with them. Mm-hmm. And they weren't local, right? No, no, they were not local. They were in town for a event, a different, a, a non-kink event that right. they were in town for. So we had a really interesting conversation, but it leads us to our conversation, which we're going to have, which is about random sex with strangers. Ooh. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. <laughs> and by the way, podcast listeners, if you're thinking, oh, this sounds dull, I'm not going to listen anymore. One of the things that our interviewee said was that they would like you, oh, podcast listeners, to reach out to them, especially if you're a male bodied person, so that they can perform sex on you. <laughs> Okay, because they like sex with random strangers. Exactly. Wow. We will talk more about that and how you can get a hold of them, quite literally. So that was really interesting that they literally (laughs) said, here's our email address and here's our FetLife profile. Wow. And I said, well, if a person who listened to the podcast reached out to you for sex just because they've heard you on the podcast, what would that be? They'd be, oh, that'd be awesome. We'd love that. Wow. Okay. So, So there you go. We'll get to that in just a moment. <laughs> and I know that some of you out there are fast-forwarding at this point. <laughs> to get to that point. <laughs> nice. And we'll talk about that in a moment. We'll talk about you and I, how we feel about having random sex mm-hmm. with strangers. Mm-hmm. First off, though, a uh, little bit of business to talk about. Uh, the interesting bit being that really just there's not a whole lot here. We'll talk about some tentacles. We'll talk about some new subscribers. And then we'll talk about our topic and listen to them. Awesome. Awesome. So do you want to start with the subscribers? Sure. I actually put a newsletter out last week. That cost Booyah. us a couple. <laughs> yeah, that cost us three. <laughs> three. Three subscribers. So, But we do have some new ones to replace them with. We have Lucky Hawk from North Carolina. Sedate Soul from Connecticut. Ali from Egypt. Sivet from the Northwest Territory in Canada. And Daryl from Conservative Arizona. Uh, you know, I am surprised to hear that Arizona is a conservative place. I picture it being kind of Wild West, open-minded sort of thing. Yeah, I don't know that the Wild West is so open-minded, though. Well, Daryl, come visit us in... <laughs> uh, We're in Columbus. No, no. Come visit us in Phoenix <laughs> oh, in January when we understood. come to visit you. 
We will be at Southwest Leather Conference in Phoenix in January, um, checking out Arizona on our own. And if you, by the way, are in New Jersey or Pennsylvania, come see us August 11th and August 12th in Allentown in central New Jersey. Good Lord, we're, we're traveling a little bit. We are traveling a little bit, so yay. I've been missing it. I've been jonesing. I like to travel. I like to pack the bags and have classes and travel, and so much so that I actually went out on my own and taught a class this morning over at a pagan picnic just mm-hmm. so I could get some teaching in. I, I love doing that stuff. So so tell us about our tentacle links so we can get into this random sex. The tentacle links, uh, is it Roge, maybe? Sent um, Etsy tentacle dildos. But more interesting than that is Mickey sent me garlic cheese and white pepper sprinkled popcorn on breast, which is a pretty nice selection of breasty popcorn. (laughs) Nice. So, awesome, awesome. Okay, so that's it. Bam, here comes the topic. Okay. Um, So, Dawn. Yes? We have done sex with random people on occasion. Yes. I... Can recall many times that I, you know what I can recall many times we've tried and it has not worked. Mm-hmm. So when you go to the swing club, you can either go in a room and close the door, mm-hmm. or you can go in the room and and this is the way swing clubs are that we've been to. I'm sure across America and across the world they're somewhat different, but the ones that we've been to, there's a chain you put across the door which mm-hmm. says I'm open to being watched, but I don't want anybody to participate. Right. Or you leave the door open, which is an invitation of sorts for people to come in and participate with you. Mm-hmm. So we have tried leaving that door open. We have. And I don't recall us having any luck. No luck. So um, you've even put a box of condoms on me and left the door open and waited and nothing. Mm-hmm. So, which was kind of a disappointment. It was exciting because it's like, woohoo, what's going to happen? And then nothing happens and it's, yeah, kind of disappointing. So, but, um, but we've also, remember way back at the beginning when we were toe, dip, toe dipping to see if we were going to be jealous or not? Mm-hmm. And that's the back in the time of the, you, uh, shoot, the, um, Yahoo chat rooms yeah, yeah, and things yeah, yeah. like that. We found a few strangers to play with. Yes. So we, we have done the sex with strangers. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have referred to them to their face, uh, and, and, you know, we kind of refer to them as sex toys. Right. They're to enhance our sex. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they benefit from this. And it's not like we're trying to create relationships or, oh. or suggest to them that this is more than what it is. Right. At that time, you know, we're very much up front. You know, this is probably a one-night stand. This is something we want to try because we're testing out our jealousy. Um, the couple that we hooked up with. Do you remember the couple? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, we want to try to do it with a couple and don't know if this is going to go anywhere or, but, you know, this is a random hookup. Yeah. And, and certainly they're, a, they're okay with that. And certainly <laughs> I, I perceive uh, we are not much in the swingers culture. We've, we've dabbled. Mm-hmm. We've been to the clubs. We talk too much to swing. <laughs> but I certainly perceive that as part of swinger culture is the sex with people you don't know particularly well. Yeah, and it can still be fun because, you know, you brought up the swing clubs and stuff, and I still do that um, kind of every now and then. Mm-hmm. I mean, even in the past year, I've had sex with strangers, So, mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's exciting, and it's not. Does that make sense? Because it's exciting because it's a stranger, and then it's not because I'm worried about safer sex. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So I like to have somebody watching out when I have sex with strangers to make sure they keep the condom on, to make sure, you know, just to kind of be a guard in case mm-hmm. my, my head goes somewhere. So, but um, I'm so, so wrapped up in the safer sex and staying safe and staying healthy that it kind of takes away some of the, some of the surprise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what we're going to do. <laughs> so the, the other part that comes to mind though, is the number of times that we have turned down sex. Mm-hmm. I recall being in a hotel with a couple. We were waiting for you to show up. You were bringing pizza. Okay. And the memorable part to, of this is that she had a cold and she was like, and for whatever reason, I don't know how it came up that she was, you know, uh, with a cold like that, your nose is so stuffy you couldn't give a blowjob. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, sure, I could. As a matter of fact, I would blow you right now. Let's just go into the bathroom and I'll blow you right oh, now. Oh, I remember that. You told me about that later. And I recall someone inviting us to join them in the hot tub and someone... Um, a couple being naked when we walked into their hotel room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't recall that Yeah, I'll that remind one. you about that one later. Okay. <laughs> So we've certainly had opportunities that we've turned down to have random sex for strangers. So we've done both. Um, Why do you think we ever turned down sex? I mean, I can't say none of those situations where we've turned down sex was not because we just had sex. We weren't interested in sex in general, right? It wasn't Mm -hmm. low libido. Mm -mm, Not at all. Why do we turn down sex And it wasn't that we didn't like the people that offered it. There was nothing wrong. I I recall the woman that wanted to come to bring us up to her hot tub. Certainly an attractive woman. Mm -hmm. So I don't know why. I mean, sometimes, like I said, because sometimes I like sex with strangers. Um, It's a turn on, especially if I think you're being turned on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If I think you're being turned on by me being fucked by somebody else, that turns me on. And then you're in the cycle. And yeah, so it's kind of really neat. But um, why do we turn people down? I, I just don't know. Maybe lack of intimacy. It's too... Yeah, but there's... I don't I know. I can tell you what the difference is. Uh, good, because I'm stumbling. And even with... Um, in the, the interview that we're about to hear, mm-hmm. I was uh, suggesting that I should get a blowjob for doing this interview. Right. And they were saying, yeah, sure, that's fine. And after the interview was over, they're like, yeah, no, we were serious. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, okay, great, but I'm, I've got busy right now. Right. right. The difference is, and, and there's other days where I would have accepted a blowjob. Uh-huh. Right? Where we've run around and we've instigated oh, sex yeah. with strangers. Oh, right? yeah. So here's the difference. Okay. We like sex with strangers when we, either you individually or I individually or us as a couple, when we are the instigators. Oh, it is when yeah. other people have offered. Yeah. And kind of taking us by surprise. That's, you know what? That's an introvert quality. Is it? It is. Because you want to be in control of the situation and not be taken by surprise. So it's kind of like when you walk into a room you don't know and you're scouting out the exits. Hmm. That's an introvert quality. So you think it's that? Because it's both of us. It's not just you as a dom. Mm-hmm. Because if it was both of us being doms, I would say it's a domly quality. Right, we want right. to be in control. And that could still be a piece of yours. But, um, yeah, we like to be in control of the situation. I have said before I'm a slave with control issues. So. Yes. And it's not like, 
it's certainly not a judgment of anybody oh, else's no, kids no, no. because we've done the same thing. The right. difference is that when we drive it, mm-hmm. I, so is it just an introvert quality? Maybe. I mean, it's if I listed you a list of introvert qualities, it's definitely on there. Yeah. Whether that's what it is for us, I don't know. But that's a good reflection. That's something to keep in mind. So, but you know what's funny is that uh, the last time at the swing club when I had the two guys mm-hmm. and the boyfriend, uh, Big D, was there with me, um, I instigated that, mm-hmm. and it was still only okay. So, but it did happen. Oh yeah, it's absolutely. not like you turned it down. Oh yeah, 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 it did happen absolutely. So I instigated it, and yeah, the guys <laughs> they had no issues. Right. <laughs> No one turned me down when I offered. Yeah. Well, so that's just an interesting, interesting reflection. That, um, and we've certainly had opportunities where we've been with other people, uh-huh. and it's come up, and it's either gone or not gone, happened, yeah. not happened. Right. And I wonder if we look back at those and say, how many of the times it's because we pushed it, we were the initiators, right? That we were more open to accepting it. All the times at the beginning when we were starting things, we were always the instigator. Oh, I don't think it's changed. I think it's I don't think it has either, yeah. So really interesting. Me. Really interesting to see that. Um, Even when, if we go to an event at this point, Mm -hmm. and someone walks up to us and says, I am going to play the, I'm a podcast listener card. Uh I want Dawn to suck my cock. Uh Uh-huh. We're still the initiators. Right. We're still pulling the trigger on that. Right. Even though they're they're under, they perceive that they are, you nice. know. So really interesting that as I look at that and I look at the people the most recently that have suggested that they would be willing to uh, go down on me. Uh-huh. And I should say one of them was. The other one just wanted to watch. <laughs> if I were to run into them again. And, and you for me to Before it. they got the chance for me to say, hey. You need to give me a blowjob. Yeah. Then it would be hot for you. Yeah. I wonder if that's part of your dominant personality. I don't think it's a dominant personality. No? I think it's more what you're saying. It's that safety. It's that control. Yeah. It's that. See, if I do think what about if something goes wrong, uh-huh. what is if I can't meet your expectations? Yeah. And you know what? I have an issue when I think people are taking something from me, I like to offer. Hmm. You know, even in my poly relationships and stuff, when people tell me it's going to be done this way, I see that as taking instead of them asking, hey, I'm thinking of this. Do you mind if? And then I'm like offering. Right. And it's a gift. Yeah. So I think it kind of comes into play with this, too. If some, if someone, and this is really weird. I'm going to have to think about this. If someone else offers, it still almost feels like taking they want something from me. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I offer, I'm giving a gift. Yeah. And isn't that weird? Because I see it as somebody wanting to take something from me. Whereas if I offer, it's a gift. So if they're offering, why isn't it a gift from them in my head? So here's Ooh, a... I'm going to have to think yeah, about that yeah. one. It's really, really interesting uh, how complex a blowjob or just random a sex can be. A blowjob offer or random sex. Yeah, or exactly. Random sex exactly. So, uh, so question for you, random sex-wise. Do you have any um, moments that you can think of when you were offered random sex from a stranger that you regret turning down? You know, I don't know about regret turning it down. I will say the this last time really made me reflective 
what, when do I, you know, why would a guy ever turn down a blowjob? But actually, the reality is now that I'm an older guy, yeah, I understand why I would, you know, it's, it's okay. not, I'm not driven by my dick at this point, so. Right. But I've ever regretted turning down, no, you know, I'm just not my nature to regret stuff. Yeah, see, um, I was just curious, because I, I know it's not your nature, but I was wondering if there was something that stuck out, because I can't think of any time either. I'm kind of, sometimes I'll think about it and I'm kind of curious of what it would have been like, yes. but it's not something that I regret. And it's more of a, sometimes I think I want, I wish I was that kind of person who could just have random sex sometimes, without, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I can think of a couple people that I, okay. I have one random sex that I kind of regret. I just realized. Okay. All right. Anything you want to share? You want this to later? would go back <laughs> to uh, a certain blonde from way long, long time ago. Okay. Who um, was trying to get into my pants, and I was oblivious to it. Um, Oh, you're talking before me and you got together. Oh, yeah. Oh, that story. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That that one's just kind of uh, like, wow, that would have been... I met her. Yeah. I knew you way back then. <laughs> totally would have liked to go into that. Now that now. Now. Sure. Hey, you know what? I have some sex I regret doing. <laughs> Do you really? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I can, I can if I think about it, I'm sure I have Although, to. you know, when you think about life the way my right. life has turned out, I'm okay with it. But boy, things would have gone a little different if I'd kept it in <laughs> my, my pants that day. I understand. So um so some contact info. Oh, you right? should share that, yes. Absolutely. So if you've got any questions for us, we're always looking for questions of the day and things like that. You know, after how many podcasts? 400 something something. Four, yeah, after this many podcasts, this many years, I think we're coming up on eight years now. You know, we kind of run out of questions sometimes. So if you have any questions, um, you can contact us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. You can head over to that website, eroticawakening.com, scroll down, <laughs> and you'll see a, for- a comment form. Awesome. Or you can contact us on FetLife. A lot of people do it that way. We have a group there called Erotic Space Awakening, and we are the facilitators. So just contact us that way. And a lot more ways on (laughs) eroticawakening.com. Well, you're just trying to get people to go to that website. I am. (laughs) So... Here are the podcasts. Um, as I was having the opportunity to talk to some people and meet some people, I ran into Jake and Chelsea. Is that right, Jake and Chelsea? Yeah, I just ran into them just a couple of minutes ago, and they said they're out of town. They came to the space here at our open house, and they said one of the things that they're into is MMF. And I said, oh, cool. And I, it took me a little while to say, MMF, that's not wrestling. Wait a minute. what mm-hmm. is? And I had to put it together. So MMF would be male, male, female. Oh, yeah. You guys are a couple. That's our biggest fetish is MMF, yeah. Okay, so you guys are a couple. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yes. So the fetish is to find another man to join the two of you. Is that right? Um, Tell me what MMF is to start with. Well, it's it's, it's been evolving for us. We've been uh, swinging for a few years now. Okay. And, um, like, we've, we've, uh, we've seemed to opened up and then sort of headed in the same direction from there, we kind of had found out we had similar sexual desires and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I've always, I'm definitely a voyeur, like at heart, like a hundred percent. Like I, I, so exhibitionism, mostly watching, not so much doing. Okay. Um, but 
sex and other things, uh, voyeurism has like always been big for me. Even when I was, you know, a teenager, you know, watching porn on the internet or something, it would gravitate towards the videos of, ooh, my neighbor changing or something, right. you know, like okay. something like okay. that and stuff like that. So, so even before we've, we've been together for what, 16 years now, we've been in a relationship since high school. Um, and, uh, so even, even before we were into swinging or anything, which has only been for like three or four years now, mm-hmm. um, I've always definitely asked her to dress in a manner that shows off her body and is kind of sexy and stuff. So let's and, talk about that real mm-hmm. quick. And, and, yeah. and I have to caveat to the audience. I, I told you guys I'd only take you away for 10 minutes because it's, there's only 20 minutes of this. The reason you're actually here, which is for our space open house. So you came in today, brand new, right? You're wearing a shirt that is somewhat revealing. So you recognize you identify as a voyeur. Do you identify as an exhibitionist? I identify as a slut. Okay. And I, I, I like attention, mm-hmm. and I don't mind um, pushing myself a little bit as to exposing myself more. Okay. I don't know how much of that is necessarily what I my 100% my desire. I don't know how much factors in that. I know that it turns. Jake on, uh-huh. so it turns her in turn. On, it turns yeah, me on, so yeah. it's a little, it, yeah. yeah. I get, and I totally get that. When people ask me what my fetish are, mm-hmm. I ask them, "What's your fetish?" And make me if I can make your fetish kick in, that's what turns me on. So I totally uh-huh. get that part. When it comes to the MMF part, right? Mm-hmm. So do you are you just I just voyeur, or do you get involved in what? Well, I, no, I, I, I periodically get involved, but usually I mostly like to watch because I mean we we play a lot in mm-hmm. general. And I definitely usually don't in the moment feel like I'm necessarily missing out on anything. Um, so I definitely enjoyed kind of like just being able to sit back and sort of take in the scene and remember it and uh-huh. have that to like kind of like, you know, so see it on in the future. To, like to address the actual MMF part, it, um, I, so we do enjoy it when I play with multiple men. It, it's just that he's not usually one of the actively playing. Oh, so got it's, it. Like it could be me and two other guys, two, three. Four, five, six, Multiples. seven, eight, nine, ten. Um, uh-huh. It's had some bigger gangbangs, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. So and what's then, the, what, how do you set, I, I guess I have mm-hmm. to ask this cause, uh, because I've been trained to ask this, right? If you're doing a big gangbang sort of thing, how do you take safety concerns in there? Because obviously, at the point you hit gangbang, you can't say, oh, I know all these people. No. I know their sexual history and all that kind of jazz, right? So, we, so what's the big take, what's the short takeaway for, for a sexuality, for a, a safety standpoint from that perspective? So we are, we always play safe, and a lot of times when we do have a like a bigger gangbang, it's more of a blow bang. I don't. Uh, most of my activities are um, oral sex, giving oral sex, mm-hmm. and then everything receiving or um, just getting fucked or fucking is. We do a lot less. Okay. Um, just. I very much I have an oral fetish, and I, I love giving blowjobs, and people appear to like it when I do. I would and, assume that they do. Uh, so to. if you were no longer with Jake, would this still be a turn-on for you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, but um, in terms of, so anytime we do have sex, we, um, we always, we never, never, we always use condoms. We always use protection, and I'm fairly, I also don't like necessarily, like, if it, especially in, like, a multi-people in a gangbang situation, I'm a little bit hesitant of playing with somebody who's been with other women or, or men before me, just... I usually, 
I prefer it if they maybe wash up in between just to because sure. you never know yeah. if Absolutely. everybody else practices the same safety and then a lot of the event like if you are going if it's a gangbang we haven't organized it ourselves yet we usually just try to seek out one and uh-huh. people through, who have groups and people yeah. who have people okay. and have and like a reputation like to not necessarily check um, do checkups but the people that if there's somebody there that is either from a like some sometimes you may run into somebody that's just like sketchy or um yep. maybe not a safe situation sure. from other reasons so they're usually those people aren't allowed back if there ever is a situation and if somebody that's isn't clean to i think that would in the circles that we play and usually that comes out and those people are kind of filtered out okay so yeah yeah i mean so yeah it's a hundred percent it's never never bareback sex hundred uh-huh. percent oral sex we do without a condom just because like the the risk the odds, of catching yeah, something orally of, like, is is like very very, very 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 slim and that's and um, that's really one of the interesting distinctions in, in swingerland versus uh straight pdsm land there's a lot more there's a lot more concern about well if you're going to touch me you better be wearing gloves yeah. versus in swingerland it's more of a yeah i want you to wear protection if we're going to fuck but oral's different yeah, yeah, that's gen- that's in the swinger community. That's definitely yeah. the and, and everybody's got to make their own choice. So let me yeah. ask you this real quick, and I appreciate. Yeah, I'm blasting through here so I can get you guys back to the party. Oh. After if you it's were married, ten minutes. We don't, we don't care. Yeah. This is fun. Good because I have not let you leave it. The sixteen. Uh, I hope my audience, our podcast audience, currently appreciates, and I know you guys know me well enough to say that I'm angling to get a blowjob during the podcast, and that's not what I'm shooting for at this moment. I will fantasize All about it later. Was ask. You don't even have to ask. <laughs> now I don't know Just my next fucking try question. Try and stop me. <laughs> All right, let's go on. A, oh, after, so you've been married. You were married for sixteen years, but you've been swingers for three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what happens after year thirteen? Who was the first one to say, you know, what would be cool? Well, like, yeah, like I said earlier, I've definitely always uh, gravitated towards like showing her off, and you know, like I've definitely always like, you know, she's a beautiful woman with some pretty great assets <laughs> double d breasts and a nice round butt so it's like i don't know I've, I've definitely always enjoyed the feeling of like kind of other guys like enjoying her uh-huh. you know like I've, it, that always has turned me on even before swinging and stuff like that and then um i was looking one year just for halloween parties halloween i've always even as a kid i've loved halloween ever and it is in my lifetime evolved into what someone who would probably call themselves a pervert like myself is a holiday that is, you know, I like. I okay. enjoy it. Obviously, the skimpy outfits, and it's just a, a, an excuse for me to be able sure. to, you know, show her off. And not only that, but we try to, in general, we try to be, like, fairly anonymous. We try to keep our, we we do like to have a very active sex life, but then we try to keep it, like, completely separate from our personal lives sure. and stuff like that. So. Things like Halloween and stuff was always an excuse for her to be able to throw on a wig and a sexy costume and go out and be seen and stuff like that. So I was just looking for Halloween parties one year, and I was looking for ones that were like more adult-themed, and I was just Googling stuff, and we found this hotel party about an hour from where we lived. We had no idea it was a swinger party, no idea we even had to sign up. Uh-huh. All I knew that it was and it was an adult party that said it didn't have like a dress code. Women could dress as sexy as they like and stuff like that. So I'm like, let's go to this party. <laughs> yeah. So we dressed her up in like, uh, what was the first one? Was that the French maid? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, so we put sure. her in this skimpy little French maid outfit. Ignore that. Okay. Of course. And, uh, you know, showed, showed her off efficiently. And we walked in. And the swinger parties are actually usually pretty tight with security. 
And I remember there was a person at the door being like, I'm sorry, if you didn't sign up, you can't get in. And there was a guy who was running it walks by as he was saying that, and he saw Chelsea, and he's like, they are welcome here. <laughs> get them on in here. It's, it's, it's $40 a couple or whatever. Right, and, right. And uh, we, we didn't play with any other couples um, that night, but we both went home and were just very aroused okay. at the idea and stuff like that, and we followed it up with couple parties over the next couple of weeks and um we you know i i still very much enjoyed the showing off part she has always been the one sort of pushing the sexual end of things i've sort of been pushing the exhibitionist end of things and we eventually just kind of like met somewhere in the middle where you know her getting to show off to guy a guy or groups of guys that leads to something else is becoming very equally fulfilling for the both of us so very cool, very cool. And a lot of this too, like, so after that first party, because we, we didn't know, I, I didn't even, I had never heard of the swinger community or anything like this. We were kind of, even knowing that, oh, it's an adult Halloween party, we didn't expect to, like, walk in there and see somebody just walking around naked. Right. Which, and maybe isn't the most creative Halloween costume, but it was pretty awesome. And, and, and seeing other people play, like, it was just a new concept to us, so we, over the next couple of weeks, we spend a lot of time just like talking, like our, about our reactions, about how we felt about various things, uh -huh. and that's been party for for me. Like maybe the the sex and all of that is great, and it's been really exciting, a lot of fun. But um, overall, like over the last couple of years, our relationship we've gotten so much stronger because we're ah. like really like evolved. We communicate a thousand times better than we ever have before about not just about sex, yeah. but about anything. And we really feel like we can hundred percent trust each other. We we don't we know we don't judge like we don't each other for anything. So there's no no like before like if he had a a thought like something that he was turned on by and like was like scared to tell me and mm -hmm. just would feel bad about it maybe and same like I'd never been like hey you know I really feel like maybe making out with this person that wouldn't have been. Um, yeah, so there was a lot of suppression and so of various desires, sure. and now we no longer have to do that. And even though there's plenty of things that I would like to do or he would like to do that um, we're not comfortable with, the other person isn't comfortable with, and that's fine. You know, we know that they're there. Um, we're happy to, like, someone's like, ah, just go do that. I don't really need to have a part in that and um, have fun. Uh -huh. Or other things. And I'm like, yeah, no, I don't, I, I'd rather, I just don't want to know about it. But it's still, um, that's been just really great just being able Very to cool. talk about anything and no it's it's made a huge difference <laughs> in our relationship she's 100 percent there because um like i i still see it you know with my friends who are married and stuff like that and i and i and i know my friend and i know and the wife i know him so well and i'm just like if you only knew <laughs> half of the thoughts that i picked his brain apart over my years with him and stuff like that and and i, I feel like no matter what it is when when you're in a long-term relationship if there's anything you're uncomfortable talking about or anything you're sort of holding back i feel like it's just going to create tension and create maybe problems like yeah. unnecessary problems oh, absolutely. And, like and, that. and like like she said like just our comfort level has just reached a whole new level wonderful and where we can just be fully honest with each other no matter how crazy the thought be seems or something like that mm -hmm. and i can actually go is this crazy that I thought this and, and, you know, walk through the process with her and she can go, no, I get it. But you know, that's definitely not something we want to pursue or, you know, we just have, you know, open discussions now right. and everything is honest and, and there's just, it, it's, it's a very relieving feeling. It takes, a, cool. it takes 
a big piece of stress off your plate. Like, Very it cool. really just helps. I don't know. Yeah, because it's no longer like second guessing or overthinking things. It's really like if you're just trust. If what there's something saying. on your mind, just yeah. ask. <laughs> and it's bizarre that out. that's where it starts at, right? Yeah. That it would start at a. Um, do you, would it really turn you on to watch me suck another man's cock? Leads to the being easier to say, did you really want chicken for dinner tonight? Huh. And, yeah. and it does. It is exactly yeah. that. So one more question for you, if you don't sure. mind. Would you find it appealing, attractive, a turn on to have somebody via the podcast listen to this and say, well, shit, I want a blowjob from this chick. How do I get a hold of her? Oh, and to reach yeah. out. How would they we, do that um, then? Well, so we, we are, you can find us. Life, we're on Pet okay. Life. Our, we're one word. It's slut and perv. Slut and perv. <laughs> yeah, it's a dynamic that is very self-sufficient and seems to work out pretty well. That's fantastic. Uh, and A-N-D. So oh, okay. I put the letter N. N. Uh, oh, All right. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no ampersand. Yeah, really, we're going to have some all, frustrated listeners. All the yeah. word, S-L-U-T-A-N-D-P-E-R-V, slut and perv. All fantastic. one word. Fantastic. That's Guys. our fet life. And if anyone's, can we plug our SLS as well? Absolutely. Please uh, do. Our SLS is a married couple, 413, all one word as well. Okay. Um, swing Lifestyle is SLS, swing right? Swing Lifestyle. Okay. Yes, excuse yeah, yeah. me. Yeah, SwingLifestyle.com. All right. Fantastic. And, uh, yeah, um, our, our Gmail is also sluttandperv at Gmail. That's, okay. Well, well our, our... You can't make it any easier for us to no. get a hold of Exactly. You. It's pretty pretty simple to remember. This is our GPS tracker. If you um, <laughs> like she said earlier, she, 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 she very much has an oral fetish. She really enjoys pleasing guys. Uh-huh. Um, she's very good at it. We, she's recently... Somewhat recently, been crowned a blowjob champion at a competition where oh. about twenty-six ladies participated in grouping, including wow. a group one um, tag team group of two ladies who yeah. were blowing guys at the same time, and uh, she beat them. Um, oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, it's something that we enjoy a lot. She's very good at it. She enjoys doing it. I love watching it. Um, her do it. I love getting to see other guys experience that like that I don't know it's it's a lot of fun if you want to find out from here I think we'll just end the podcast interview part right now no. ah.